let's get started here. Let me start with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to be a part of of, of this service and this church. And thank you for generosity. And thank you, Lord, that we get to give. Thank you for for that, Lord. And Lord, we ask as we begin this or as we continue this series of faith, grow us in our understanding and our practice of faith. In Christ's name, and everybody said, so what is faith? You've all heard the phrases, leap of faith, take a step of faith, you got to have faith, uh, faith, we live by faith. We've all heard those phrases, but what is faith? Well, we've, we began this series a few weeks ago, but this is the first message that I've gotten to preach on faith. This, on, on the, the series name is, well, there it is, Faith Is. Basically, we're talking about what faith is, and we're coming from the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. But we're going to talk over the next few weeks about faith principles. We're going to talk about principles of faith, not just phrases. And hopefully, we grow in our understanding of what faith looks like. You see, as followers of Christ, we should be known as people of faith. In my prayer journal, every Monday that I pray, I ask God that he would make me a man of faith. I want to be known as a, as a man of great faith. Be careful what you pray for, because when you pray for faith, don't be surprised if God doesn't put you out in a place where you will have to follow him by faith. We are saved by grace, the Bible says, through our faith in Christ. We're going to read that here in just a second. So it's important that we understand what faith is. So we're going to define it. We're going to talk about what it is. If you will, go in your Bibles, your tablets, however you look up the Bible. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter, in the first verse, we're going to read the first through the sixth verse. It says this, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand the entire universe was formed at God's command, and what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It is by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did, and Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It is by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, there is, there is a lot here to unpack. I mean, there is a wealth of material, but I'm going to do my best to go through this line by line, and we're going to talk about some of the principles of faith, and then we're going to talk about what faith is, and later on, we'll talk about what faith is not over, this, over the next few weeks. Well, let's start. Faith is, first of all, believing. Everybody say believing. Faith is believing. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, let's back up just a little bit and break it down. It says, faith shows the realty of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith in the Greek 
translate the, the word, it comes from the word pistis, which means belief. Faith means belief. Belief means a, a strong conviction of truth. Another translation, one of my favorite translations, says faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith and the word of God, faith in God substantiates in us the promises of God. Let me say that again. Faith in the word of God substantiates in us the promises of God. In Hebrews 3 and 14, faith is expressed by the word confidence. In other words, we have a hope. When we have faith, we have hope in the words of God. Faith makes us, faith makes us, uh, faith makes the future fulfillment of the promise of us. Uh, let me back up and, and say this again. Faith makes the future fulfillment of the promises of God a present reality in our lives. Faith, it is faith that makes the future fulfillment of God's promises a reality in our lives. Let me give you an example. Because of your faith, the future promise of eternal life is a present reality. Did you hear that? Because of your faith, the future promise of eternal life is a present reality. That's why the Apostle Paul said that when we go to a funeral, when we lose a loved one, we do not grieve like people without hope because we believe that we have eternal life. And when we say goodbye to somebody in this life, we know that it's, it's not goodbye forever. It's goodbye until I see you again one of these days in the next life. Amen? That's what our faith does. A side note. Believing and speaking something doesn't make it true. Our faith has to be based on something. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, there was this church movement of, of uh, I guess it was called the Word of Faith movement. And there was a lot of, I don't know if you were a part of the church back in the 70s and 80s, but there was a lot of this speaking it and claiming it. And, and there was a lot of things that I felt like got out of line. Like there were people that would go over to car lots and lay their hands on a, a car and say, in the name of Jesus, this this uh, Ferrari is mine, or whatever. In the name, of, let's let's dream big, right? Uh, in the name of Jesus, this uh, this uh, Harley Davidson uh, Street Glide is mine. Whatever you dream for. Um, but there was a lot of that. But here's the thing: believing something and speaking something doesn't make it true. It must be based on a truth. Are you with me? Our faith is not just speaking and claiming and believing. I mean, if it if it were just about speaking and claiming it there would be no such thing as false religions, right? There's a lot of people believing things that are not true because of the basis of which it's, 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 it's based on is not true. It's kind of like uh, I hear people talk about karma. There's, there's, I mean, if you're, if, if you're a believer, there's no such thing as karma. That, is, that comes from a Hindu belief or that, that's, that has its origins in Hindu religion that, that, you know, what we call it what goes around comes around, but really, if you really dive into what it really means... There's a lot of things that, that people believe that aren't true simply because the basis by which it is, is believed is false. So just because something is believed and spoken doesn't make it true. Just because enough people believe it, thousands of people believe it, that doesn't make it true. It must be based on something. 
Faith must have a basis. It must have a foundation. The basis of our faith is Jesus. The basis of our faith is the word of God, which has withstood the test of time. I want to show you something. You guys know what this is? What is this? It's a title. It has my name on it. It, is, it says that I own a Toyota Tundra, a 2013. I, I drive vehicles until the wheels fall off, okay? This says that Travis Hurst is the proud, Travis Hurst at P.O. Box 3189, Shawnee, Oklahoma, has a paid-for Toyota Tundra. You know what this is? This is substantial evidence of ownership. This is a promissory document, and, and, it's, and, and it's all that I need for proof of ownership. In fact, this has more power of statement of ownership than the truck itself. Let me give an example. If a thief were to jump in my truck and take off, all I would have to do is take this down to the police station and say, hey, I own a Toyota Tundra. Where is it? It's not here. Can we see it? No, you can't see it, but this is proof of ownership. This, this document, what's written here, is proof of ownership of what is unseen. In fact, let's just say that I needed some extra cash. I, and I, I could go down to the bank and I could talk to uh, my banker, Chad, over here. And I say, Chad, I need $15,000 on a 2013 Toyota. I need, some, I need some mad money. I need some vacation money. I need to travel out around the world. And he says, okay, you're going to need some equity. I said, well, I got a Toyota Tundra. He says, do you? And where is it? Well, it's, it's not outside. Where is it? Well, it doesn't matter because this is all I need. This is proof of ownership. It is more powerful than the vehicle itself. I want to tell you something. Your words in the Bible is proof of the promises that you have. Your faith is the title to what God has for you. If you believe that, say amen. It, is, it causes belief in the unseen. This title is belief. It, you guys believe that I own a 2013 Toyota Tundra? If, can you see, my, you can't see my name, but with this, do you believe me? Raise your hand if you don't believe that I own a 2000, okay? Have you seen my truck? Most of you haven't, but this is proof of ownership. This is the basis of which I own my vehicle. Your Bible is proof. The words of God is proof of what God has for you. The title is the substantial proof of ownership that your confidence is based. In the same way, our faith is based on the word of God. We are saved by our faith in his word. We live by faith. We believe and speak and live based on the words in our Bible. So faith is belief. Number two, faith is understanding. Faith is understanding. Look at Hebrews 11 and 3. It says, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Let me read that again. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. You know, there are things that we simply cannot completely understand because they are in many ways unexplainable. Did you hear that? We can't explain everything because a lot of things are not a we're not able to explain. For example, creation is one of those things. Now, we've been given a description and what we believe is, is creation, but nobody completely understands everything there is to understand about 
creation and the earth. Our, our science, thank God for our science, but, but what science offers us is at best only theories. Are you with me? Same thing with human life. It is, I mean, it, it can be understood to an extent, but in many ways it is unexplainable. Our DNA, to me, is, is fascinating. It's fascinating to me that your DNA has a code that is different and unique from anybody that has ever lived. Isn't that interesting? Is it just interesting to me? It, it, to me, that is an unexplainable thing. We may understand what DNA is or, or how it works to an extent, but, but not why and where it came from. The universe is something to me that is, is a, a mystery. There is this theory. Has anybody ever heard of, of dark matter? There's this theory of dark matter, something that, that can not be explained but, but believe, is believed to exist. Something is expanding the universe, and they don't know how it's expanding. The galaxies are expanding, and they're growing, and they don't know how but, or exactly what it is, but they can see the effects of it. They, they're say, if, if I say it right, that the, the, this dark matter is expanding the universe. We can't see it because it's dark, but the way it bends light, it is increasing the size of the universe. I believe that it's, it's simple. It's the Spirit of God because of what God is going to do in the next life. Uh, I don't want to get into all that, but, but that, there's things that cannot be explained. But faith may not give us an, a complete explanation, but it gives us an understanding. It, faith gives us an understanding. There is, now I've heard people say before that there is, there is no proof of God's existence. Or the Bible, there is no proof in what the Bible says. There is no proof in creation in what the Bible says. You know, the Bible has withstood the test of criticisms, and it continues to prove itself, its historical validity. The Bible continues. I mean, it survived criticisms for millenniums. But here's the deal. People don't always understand the context of the Bible. Let me explain. The Bible was not written to be evidence that proves creation or that God exists. That is not why this Bible was written. It was written with the writer's assumption that those who read it already believe. Am I making sense? This was never meant to be scientific proof that God exists. This was not meant to prove God. This was written with the intent, the writers wrote this to people that already believed. Moses did not write the Pentateuch or the first five books of the Bible to non-believers. Those first five books of the Bible, they are the story of the people of God from the beginning of creation to the promised land. It is documentation of how the world began and that the Messiah would come through a people. And it's kind of like this. It was written by the Old Testament prophets and the Old Testament writers as a, you can take it or leave it. We're not here to explain this. This is just how our God spoke to us. The Old Testament was not necessarily written with Christians in mind, at least from the point of view of, of the writers. It was written to and for the Israelites and the people who would bring into the world faith our faith, and future Christians. Here's something else. The Old Testament prophetic writers such as Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, all the Old Testament writers, they, they had no idea of who a Christian was. They had no idea what a Bible was. They had no idea what a church was. 
They wrote the story of God's people who would one day bring into the world the Messiah. The New Testament, which is a little bit unbeliever-friendly, the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that gives a little bit more explanation to prove. If you read what they're doing, you can see that they're pointing to Jesus as the Messiah. But they would, bring, they would talk about a Messiah that would bring salvation to the entire world through the church. Here's the point. What's so amazing about your Bible and my Bible is how it all fits together. Somewhere between 30 and 35 authors of the Bible written on 14 different continents over the process of about 1,500 years all tell the same story and all point to Jesus as the Messiah. I don't believe in the Bible because, you know, it was handed down to me from my grandfather. Thank God for that. It's not about that. It's about the fact how this all fits together. Faith gives us an understanding and an insight into the word of God. The writer of Hebrews and even Paul himself, he says that all the people of the Old Testament, they died not knowing the gift of what we know, the mystery revealed in the word of God, that we the church have been, have been given this understanding that in your hands holds the answers to eternal life, and the story from creation until the church, through the church age, we've been given this gift of the whole story in one package, the word of God. The apostle Paul said, that is the gift that we have. Faith gives us understanding of what cannot be completely understand, understood. By faith in the word, we understand. This world, our faith, it is by design and not by chance. This was created by a sovereign God. If you believe that, say amen. Lastly, faith is choosing. Hebrews 11 and 5 says, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him, don't miss this verse, anyone who wants to come to him must Believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Enoch was one of two people in the Bible who did not see death. Do you know who the other person was? Eli. Elijah. That's right. Elijah did not see death. One of two people. The Bible explains uh, he made a choice. It's interesting that he, he made a choice to please God by his faith. You see, those who choose the path of God choose faith in God. Let me say that again. Those who choose the path of God choose faith in God. Look at this verse again. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists. Let me just stay there for a second. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that God exists. In other words, the first step of salvation, the first step of believing is the step of faith in God. It's kind of like a lot of people wait for God to prove himself. Well, if I can get enough proof, if I can, if I can get enough proof from the scripture, if I, can, if I can feel better about this situation, in fact, that is the very opposite of what it takes to be saved. Because the first step comes from you. The first step comes from me. That I have to make a choice to believe. Well, I, I, I just don't believe that because there's not enough evidence. It's not about evidence. 
It's not about works. At the end of the day, and let me tell you something. I've, I've read this book several times. I was looking at my, my, Bible, my Bible reading plan. I'm, I'm like going through like the 26th time that I've read the Bible in the, in the past 25 years. I try to read it through every 12 to 18 months. It still only gets me 80% there. There's a lot in the Bible I don't understand. There's, there's things that I have that I'll never completely understand until I stand before God and he, he answers a few questions and maybe by then I'll, I'll get it worked out. But at the end of the day, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you as a pastor, at the end of the day, faith takes me so far all the way up to the point that I still have to make a choice. Faith is a choice. It's, it's, not, it's not simply an emotion. It's not being overtaken in a service. and stand, you know, It's not about a, a great evangelist and, or a motivational speaker getting you to walk down the aisles. At some point, you, I, we have to make a choice about what we believe. So what do we do? We choose faith to believe. Why? Because once we believe, once we believe that God exists, it says he rewards those who sincerely seek him. In other words, as we make a choice to believe, God rewards us with our faith. God rewards us with answers. God rewards us with moving in our life. God rewards us with salvation. What do we do? We choose faith because faith is not a feeling. Faith is choosing. Faith is not by chance. Faith is a choice. Everyone, listen to this, everyone chooses to believe something. Everybody makes a choice to believe something about God and the eternal life. I call it our BS, our belief system. You awake? Our belief system. Everybody makes a decision about what he believes or what she believes. It is your belief system. Even the atheist believes something. He believes that God does not exist. Now his, his faith or his belief system is, has no basis because it's based on lack of evidence. But he believes something. The, the fact that you may not believe in God is a belief system. Just like my faith in God is a belief system. But mine is based on the word of God. We choose to believe. We choose a faith that is based on on, on, on God's time-tested word bound up in our Bibles. If you believe that, say amen. And here's something else. Here's something that I believe. Our religious faith has no equal. Nothing comes close to our Christian faith. I want to challenge you. Go look. Ch I want to challenge you. Study other faiths. I have People who say that all religions teach basically the same thing or all religions lead to the same God, they have not researched other religions, especially their origins or the major players or the prophets or, or this is what this religion, this prophet is based on this God or, or this religion is based on this prophet or this religion is based on this wise person. If you really dig down deep into who these people are or what it's based on, you walk away with thinking, how does anybody believe that? But it's easy for us to get a little bit of knowledge here or a little bit of experience or, or I catch a little bit of this or, or what they say about their religion. Well, basically, they all teach the same thing. That is not true. And there is nothing or no one that comes close to the originator of our faith, Jesus Christ. 
There is nothing that comes close. I challenge you, look closely. Nothing, nothing even, even remotely compares. And that's why I choose our faith. And I challenge you to choose our faith, our God, Christ. Because faith is a choice. And we choose Christ. If you believe that, say amen. And if faith is your choice, salvation is your reward. If faith is a choice, salvation is the reward that is given to us. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. Saved by grace. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. What is grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. You can't earn it. How many of you know that there is nothing that you could ever do to deserve the crucifixion of Christ for you? Christ died for me. But, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work really hard in my life to earn it. You'll never be able to earn that. That's why God stepped in. The Bible says that Jesus became the propitiation. In other words, he became the go-between. He, he paid the price because we couldn't get there. But if you just believe, that, that's too easy. Jesus said that was a stumbling block. That's a stumbling block for my people because people want to work for salvation. You can never get there, but here's what you can do. You can make a choice to believe. Choose, yes. Well, I, I just can't get there. Well, let's choose anyway. Well, I just don't completely understand. Get in line. I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this for 40. I've been preaching like for 40 years. no. I've been preaching 43 years. I'm 54. I've been preaching since I was 11. I still don't understand all of it. I still don't understand it. I choose faith. I choose faith. Here's, here's a good question for you. What do you got to lose? What have you got to lose? What is the worst thing that you could happen going through this life, believing in, in, in Christ and believing and living for What's the worst thing that could happen to you? You got to go to church with me? You got to listen to my preach? You got to give away bikes to kids? I mean, what's the absolute worst thing that could happen? You get to the end of this life and you had it all wrong. What have you lost? But what if you don't choose faith? What have you lost? Jesus said, what does it profit a person if they get everything that they want in this life? In fact, what if you get the entire world? What have you gained if you gain the entire world but you lose that which is most important and that's your soul? What have you lost? And it all comes down to a choice. Not an emotional feeling. Not a getting wrapped up in a moment. But the reward for our faith is salvation. I want to close with this. Faith is believing, faith is understanding, and faith is choosing. I challenge you, choose faith. Look at your neighbor and say, just choose faith. Choose faith. Everything doesn't work out here. Sometimes we're afraid. Choose faith. Well, Travis, sometimes life is hard. Sometimes I feel like I get the short end of the stick. Choose faith. It doesn't always work out, but I challenge you to choose faith. Choose faith over fear. Well, I'm afraid to make this decision. I'm afraid, I'm afraid of what lies ahead. Choose faith over fear. Choose faith over doubt. Choose faith. I want to challenge you to choose faith. No matter what your faith no matter what, what you're going through today, maybe your faith is being challenged today. 
because of life circumstances. Maybe your faith today is being buffeted by the enemy. Maybe you have lost a little bit of faith throughout the years of, of what life can do to beat you up. Can I tell you? Choose faith. Choose to believe. It might not always be easy. It might not always work out. Maybe it doesn't even completely work out in this life. But ultimately, because we choose faith, it does. Amen? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. Thank you for speaking to us today about our faith. And I pray, Lord, that you will speak to every person that is here. Wherever we are in our faith, I ask, Lord, Lord, that you will convict us and challenge us in the area of our faith. In the name of Jesus. If you're here today and, and you belong to the Lord and he's Lord and Savior of, our, of your life, and, or you're watching us online, you can say, Travis, I live for God. It's not about believing in Christ. It's about the things that, have, that are going on in my life. I feel like I'm losing faith. It's easy to do. It's easy. Sometimes when we're afraid, it's easy to doubt God. Well, I'm going to pray with you right now, if that's all right, that God will strengthen your faith, and ultimately you won't lose your faith. So I want to pray with you right now. If you're sitting next to somebody you're close to or you love, you might take them by the hand, and let's pray for each other. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to reach out to you, that when our faith seems low and our fear seems high, Lord, that we can, we can cry out to you, we can, we can pray to you, Lord, and you, you can give us the help that we need. By your Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you will bring comfort. I pray, Lord, that you will bring conviction. I pray, Lord, that you will remind us of what your word says. And I pray, Lord, for those that their faith is weak, I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen their faith. And may we be people of faith, not just positive thinkers, but faith in your word. In the name of Jesus, if you receive that, say, I receive it. And I pray for people today that don't know you. Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, they would give their lives to you. If there's anybody that's watching us online, as your heads are bowed, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, he's not Lord and Savior of your life. Maybe you have not been able to step across that line because of, maybe you feel like there's not enough proof or you don't have the faith. Remember what I said before. Faith is not about being convinced of anything. Faith is simply about choosing to believe in God. Maybe you're here and you have never surrendered your life to God and you feel like God is leading you to do that right now. I'd like to pray with you. Or maybe you, at some point in your life where you walked away from the Lord, but right now you feel like he's leading you back. You feel like you're not in a good place. And today you want to make a decision to follow Christ and you feel like he's leading you back. I want to pray with you. While nobody's looking around, let me say this. I won't ask you to stand. I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pray with you. I'd like to know if I'm praying for somebody today. Just between you, me, and God, if you're watching us online, you can say, Travis, that's me today. I want to get right with the Lord. I want to give my life to Christ. Just quickly put your hand up and put it down so I know that I'm praying for somebody. I see your hand over here. You can put it down. Anybody else? That's me, Travis. I see your hand right here. You can put it down. Thank you. Anybody else? That's me, Travis. 
I see your hand over here. Anybody else before we pray? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, as we pray, I'm going to ask you just to repeat after me. Mean what you say, because this is how we give our lives to Christ. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Romans says, you'll be saved. If you're watching us online, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Let's pray. Just repeat after me, everybody. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm before you today, and I give you my life. And Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I confess my sins today, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys, let's celebrate those. Praise God.